Hello, Michelle. Hi, Barry. Hey, we're live. Live on Facebook, live in Zoom. People are starting to come in the room. So good evening, good evening, good evening. Good to uh, see you. Welcome back to another session of Entrepreneur's Guide to Thrive. It's a great having those of you that are in the Zoom room, great having you live with me again this evening as, uh, as we get together every Wednesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Those of you that are on Facebook Live, welcome. Those of you that watch this on a replay, welcome. We look forward to your comments. And as always, brought to you by Uncovering Greatness and Entrepreneur Hangout. So welcome, great to... Uh, Great to have you with me tonight, with me and the Uncovering Greatness team. As uh, as I often ask, how many of you could be somewhere else right now? How many of you are there in your mind right now? I'm going to encourage you taking the time for the next 45 minutes, an hour. Put all that stuff aside. Be here. Be present. Be part of uh, what we're doing, and you'll get the absolute absolute best value. So uh, so welcome those of you that uh, that are with me for the first time that have been here. My name is Barry Mitchell. I'm part of a business called Uncovering Greatness for nearly one and a half decades, 15 years. I've worked with tens of thousands of entrepreneurs all around the world to help them grow their businesses, make a lot more money, build bigger, better, stronger, greater businesses. And uh, in that time, I've been very blessed to work very closely with the likes of Blessing, Robert Kiyosaki, and a number of the Rich Dad advisors. So uh, at Uncovering Greatness, we focus on helping entrepreneurs grow our mission is to make a significant positive impact on the entrepreneurial landscape of South Africa and Africa. So great, great, really great to be with you tonight. And I'm just going to kick off with this. You know, we were talking, in fact, uh, she's actually on our, on our call tonight. And in a meeting this morning, um, Debbie asked me a question. And it was around, you know, it was around setting context. And... Um, and, and people being present and focused. And we were talking about the difference between, so Debbie's experienced uh, you know, my training for many, many years. We've worked together and put on events in, in Zimbabwe. And, uh, and she, uh, so, so she, she's experienced both online and, uh, and in a room and she understands the power of context. We were talking about, we were talking about people coming, coming online. And, uh, and the difference in how people treat events. So I'm gonna ask you this. If you were in a live event, would you jump up, go get in your car and drive to the shops? If you were in a live event as in a room, would you book to go to the gym halfway through the event? If you were for, in a live event in a room, would you be answering emails and phone calls while you're trying to listen to the speaker or the trainer? I know the answer. And I'm pretty sure most of you know that answer. And that answer comes in two letters. And just type it in the chat box for me. What's the answer? Hundred percent. Thank you. No. You know. So you know, as we're going more and more into this world of online and online training and online education, and uh, we, you know, I've, I talk about this often. How. You have to be a lot more present. You have to be a lot more focused. You have to be a lot more attentive and you have to be a lot more open to uh, to making sure 
that uh, that you are focused on what you need to do, be doing. How many of you find online? It's so easy to get distracted by something else just because you're sitting at home and you can get up and you do the things that you'd never do in a live room. And what that means is that you often lose out on the learning. So, so it's, it's interesting. And that's why I asked that question, how many of you could be somewhere else? How many of you are in your mind? Because one of the most important things that I've learned as an entrepreneur, as a teacher and a trainer, as someone who's built a number of businesses and, and uh, who's helped thousands of entrepreneurs build businesses, one of the most important things is our ability to stay present and focused at the job, on the job at hand. And, uh, you know, talking to people as, as we're getting into this year, which is really, how many of you realize it's really moving pretty slowly and, uh, and we're now sort of getting slowly into this year and it's very comfortable. Flip and heck, it's already March. Can you believe that? March in a few days' time, and we, we, we're really, really the first quarters. <laughs> we're into the first end of the first quarter. It's, it's pretty scary. But how many of you find yourself going and then getting distracted by a whole lot of stuff and not being able to stay present on the tasks at hand, on the job at hand, on the on the strategy that's uh, that's uh, that's most important. How many how many of you are finding? It? And and that comes that comes down to presence. That comes down to really taking taking control of your mind. The bigger the game you want to play, the more the more in control of you and your mind you have to have to be in control. So uh, so just you know as, as a kickoff tonight, I'm gonna I'm gonna encourage you, and 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 I'm gonna ask you to ask yourself. How much am I investing in, in me and my mind? And, uh, and what am I doing to create a bigger me so that I can take more and more control of me and my mind and not let, you know, so that, so that I can play the game from, I can play the game from this perspective. I want to be at, I want to be able to play the game of luck, the game of business at cause, not at effect. And how many of you realize most of the world is at effect? At effect of what's going on around them, at effect of what other people say, at effect of the market, at, 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 effect, of, at effect of their own thoughts that they don't even flip and know they're thinking. <laughs> Anyone ever been there before? You just start doing stuff and you're like, why am I doing this? Because you don't think. You, you just, you do what you do. And we become at we become an effect, you know. Right now we're at the you know today was budget day. So if you if you if you if you're paying yourself a salary, well, guess what? You got more tax to pay. I heard. Now now you can either get lost in that and be at the effect of the negative impact that that's going to have on you and and the emotional impact that's going to have on you, or you can be at cause. You can go, okay, how do I deal with it? What do I need to do? How do what what I, what can I take control over? How can I take control of my mind? So step, you know, one of the first and most important things as an entrepreneur is being at cause, being at cause over the things that you can control, being at cause over you and stop being at the effect of everybody else. Does that, does that make sense? So, so I'm gonna encourage you as you go into the end of this week and, uh, and you go into the weekend and next week, start asking yourself that question. You know, when, when you start doing things that, Stop yourself and go, am I at cause or am I at effect? You know, at home, you know, I'm, I'm, those of you that are married, how many of you know your significant other, your spouse says something and you blurt out something at them before you even think. And then once it's out, you go, oh, why did I say that? Why? Because you're at the effect. Same, with, same with, your, with your kids, same with people at work, same with your customers. So the more you can be at cause 
over your actions, over your thoughts, over, over what you do, the more control you have in the situation. Does that make sense? Okay, good, good. So, um, so how many of you enjoyed, those of you that were on last week, how many of you enjoyed the Q&A session? Okay, good. So how many of you remember the third, the, uh, the third Wednesday of every month is Q&A, and I look forward to your questions. I look forward to what you're going to bring, what you're going to bring to that, uh, to that Entrepreneur's Guide to Thrive session, because it's about you and the questions that you want answered. So, so those of you that missed out last week, you can get access to the recordings if you behave yourself. If not, you'll have to come, come back on when, uh, when we do the next question, uh, the, the next Q&A. So tonight, I am, I just, you know, recently, I've been spending a lot of time um, in the social media space, working with, uh, working with Sully and my team and really analyzing, or trying to analyze what people understand or don't understand about being an entrepreneur. And the more time I spend reading stuff around people wanting to build business, people asking for advice, the more I realize and the more it's reaffirmed to me that most people in the world actually have a very misguided, a very uh, misperceived concept of what it is to run a business. How many of you, how many of you would be honest enough to say, I, I've been there, I am there, and I'm on that journey of trying to get out of there. But I'm, I'm, but for you realize for most people that, and, and as I'm speaking to people, I'm just realizing that, that people, people have this business thing often upside down. And when I say upside down, why? Because you went to school, you studied, and you were taught to find a, you were taught to find a job. And how were you taught to find a job? Well, you were taught to follow instructions, get a skill, uh, do what you were told by somebody else so you can produce some results. When you produce results, you got re rewarded for it. Okay, so, so, sound like a job, yes? It, okay, that's cool. It, if you put the two things, it's exactly the same. Study hard, get great marks, get rewarded, get accolades, well done. Okay, and, uh, and, and if you're ready, if you're ready, get, get the school system. The school system is a factory for employees. Uh, and 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 it's a factory for for self-employed specialists at the end of the day. Now, some people that listen to this will take offense with that. Well, that that's okay. I just you know I I've, I've realized over, over over many years that that's really what it creates. Now, there's nothing wrong with having a job. Absolutely nothing wrong with having a job. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being a being a specialist. I have some exceptionally uh, close friends of mine that are incredible specialists. But a lot of them that I know that, that, that are really content in their life also understand that, that being a specialist operating in, as Robert Kiyosaki teaches, operating in the, in the S quadrant, in the quadrant of the self-employed, in the quadrant of the specialist is, uh, is one thing, but in order to create freedom, you, you, you've, got to, you've got to do more than just rock up to work, work hard and become, become a specialist. And it's the same with, with employees. So, you know, a big, a big mindset, as Robert Kiyosaki teaches, on this side of the quadrant, is that over here, people work for money, and that's that's the first misconception or the first problem that I see when people start their own business as as an entrepreneur, is they treat their business like it's a job. Hey, if I start a business, the business is going to pay me money. How many of you realize that that's not true? 
that business just becomes a vehicle within which to earn income and uh and who has to pay you money is you for doing what you promise yourself that you're going to do so so in both areas here it's it's largely it's largely the work for money job job mindset and when you when you shift across to to, to this side of the quadrant to become a big business owner or an investor well now it's it's moving into getting money to work for you and a key component now is is being able to build a team and and create leverage when you move when you move away away from being being the magic so the first sort of I wouldn't even call it, call it a myth, but the first misconception that, that I want to start with is that building a business, building a business, being an entrepreneur, is a team game. It's a team game. We've, we've talked about it a few times on, on, uh, on Entrepreneur's Guide to Thrive over, over the last, um, over this year so far. And, and I think we talked about team and the importance of team. But I see this coming up all the time. You know, I speak to people, I talk about, hey, you know, there's things we can do. We can help you do this. You can you can work with us. And what I see people get is so get so stuck back into what they want to do. This is my idea. It has to be me. It has to be all about me. I have to be the magic. I've got to create. How many of you are finding that in this world today there's such a push? more and more that we have to prove that we are the magic. How many, how many of you are falling into that and watching people fall into that? And what it does, it precludes people from playing on a team. You know, I, I was having a discussion with someone recently and I, I was talking to them about what we've created, what we've created online. And, uh, and, and they, have a, they have a particularly unique um, database of people who potentially could look for what we have. But this particular person wants to build this thing all by, by, by him or by, by themselves, by himself. And, and it's like, yes, 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 but I want to do this now. And you know, when you talk to people, you're going, I understand that. If you actually find out what we do and you learn how to leverage what we have, collectively, we can actually build something far bigger, far better, far greater, far faster, that you won't actually have to make all the mistakes that I've made for the last 15 years because we've already done it, but we'll be able to we'll be able to work together. And what I find is the number one reason that precludes people from playing on a team who wants to tell me what it is. The number one thing that, that stops people playing on a team, that stops people moving across here, that stops people creating leverage. Who wants to tell me what it is? What do you got here? Ego, so ego is part of it, yeah. Um, me, I, ego, yeah, all about them. Yes. But I, what, what I've seen is, I think there's something way more, way more important than that. Or way stronger, and it's this word here. It's this word called trust. How many of you realize we're living in a world that is more and more distrusted? And people have less and less trust for other people. And playing on a team sport to build a good team, you've got to build trust. So the first thing as an entrepreneur, how are you building trust? How are you building trust within yourself? 
and how you're building trust with other people. Because often what I see is not that people don't want to do it. There's just such a big little voice around trust. One, they don't trust themselves. And two, they don't trust other people. You know, how many of you have heard someone say, I never have a business partnership because you'll get screwed. Anyone heard that? How many of you ever said that? How many of you have experienced that? So what happens? We spend our whole life being conditioned in that environment. And for many people, it's one, it's, it's, it comes from one experience. And we, we decide that that one experience determines all our results. And then like, for, for future partnerships, so we stay out of them. And then what do we do is we go and look for support from other people. And we find other people to tell us, no, no, no. It's bad to have a partnership because people will screw you, get trust. So what we end up doing is we end up finding and making agreement with ourselves and with others about what we want supported. See, trust comes from one thing, folks. Trust comes from agreement. What are you agreeing with yourself right now? What agreements are you breaking? What agreements are you upholding? What agreements are you, are you breaking with other people? What agreements are you upholding with other people? You know, how many of you, how many of you can see in the market right now that the market's getting, seems to be getting a little bit tighter. In some areas, it is absolutely exploding. In other areas, it's getting a little, a little bit tighter. You know, when, I, when I'm driving around Joburg, I, I don't think I've, I've ever seen Joburg in the, in the unkept, state that it is right now um and and that tells me that there's, there's there's a lot of stuff going on now we can heap blame on a whole lot of people and do whatever you want to do that, that's not what i'm talking about i'm just going there's 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 some there's some some tough times happening that doesn't mean that building a business need needs to be needs to be tough but you got to start off by asking yourself what are the agreements and what agreements am i keeping does, does that make sense so the first step Business is a team sport and it's a team game. And the quicker you learn how to play on a team, the quicker you learn how to leverage a team, the quicker you learn not only how to build your own team, but how to be part of a team that's doing something greater, bigger, better than you, the easier it is to build your business, in, in my experience anyway. And guess what? You're going to get burnt along the way. And guess what? You're going to have some amazing times along the way because, because life's in duality. Does that, does that make sense? So, so ask yourself this question. How much of a team player am I? Where am I pulling out of the opportunity to be able to play on a team and leverage a team? So the other thing that holds us, holds people back from playing on a team is this, is this little word called accountability. How many of you are hoping that that wasn't the word I was going to write up? <laughs> okay. How many of you, when that word comes up, it's like, hmm, that's me. Accountability. So again, you know, people, it's easier. I, I know. How, how do I know this? Because, because I've played that game. I've played that game. It's easier to play the game by myself and justify and make excuses and blame rather than hold myself accountable and take, and take responsibility than it is to surround myself with people that are bigger than me, that'll kick my butt harder than me, 
and they will hold me accountable to play a much bigger game, which allows me to realize realize my purpose. And the other thing it allows me to do is follow my purpose with passion. Does that make sense? But the reality is this, it's not easy. Accountability is tough. The second thing I'm going to challenge you is who are you surrounding yourself with to hold yourself, hold you accountable? And what permission, what level of permission are you giving them to, to hold you accountable? You know, I was I was with some some new potential partners that I'm that I'm working on in a venture, and and there's one critical reason I want them to come in. Not because they know how to run a training business, they don't, not because they're great trainers, they're not. Not, uh, not because they've had many, many years in trading and, and have a huge database of people that they can bring into the business. None of those synergies. They bring something to, they bring something to my business that I desperately need, which is, which is a, a high level of accountability, financial accountability, delivery accountability, and the ability to play a much bigger game accountability. Does that make sense? You know, so, so and I, I specifically went after them because I know that is exactly what, what they need to bring, bring into the business. Does that make sense? So, so ask yourself that question. Who am I surrounding myself with that, uh, that is holding me accountable? And, and are, they, are they bigger than me? Now, I don't mean in weight for some of you. I mean in, uh, in being. Are they bigger than me? Will they, you know, will they... Uh, Will they be able to hold me? You know, Suli did a, a great post yesterday, and I think it went something like this. You know, are you managing your own bullshit? I think that was the post Suli weigh in. What, what, what were the exact words that, that you posted? Outgrow your own bullshit. That's it. Yes. How many of you are prepared to outgrow your own bullshit? How many of you realize that in order to outgrow your own bullshit, what do you have to do? You have to put yourself in a position where, uh, where you can be held accountable. And how many of you realize most of you are not big enough to hold yourself accountable to your own level of bullshit because you've got tons of experience justifying, denying, and doing whatever you're doing with all that BS, yes? Okay, so so go back to this. So one of these lists is, it's, it's yes, you have your own business. Yes, you're self-employed, yes. But you've got to play on a team. You've got to find people that you can work with, that you can leverage with, that you can create, that you can think with, who can hold you accountable, who will, who will get you to play a bigger game. And, you know, a mistake a lot of people I find make on teams is they, they surround themselves with people that are just the same as them. You know, how many, how many of you have made that mistake before? You have a lot of fun together going broke. <laughs> anyone, anyone ever done that? Man, that was so fun, but we sunk it fast because we were just the friggin' same. And, and it's annoying. And, and, and when you have someone who, who brings in the opposite strengths and abilities to you, how many of you realize it gets annoying because you like hanging out with people that like what we do and like what we say? You know, I, I've been very blessed in my marriage, for example. Nicole is the opposite of me. You know, when it, when it comes to when it comes to personality traits, for example, she is a melancholy phlegmatic. Okay, she likes everything done. You know, those of you that work with her and process with her, she, how many of you realize she is highly organized when it comes to when it comes to what she does in processing, how she does it, how she takes it, highly, highly organized yet. She's a phlegmatic, and a phlegmatic is someone who, uh, you know, when, they, when, they, when they're trying to make a decision and they haven't made a decision and they're going to make a decision, 
you know, the whole world could sort of blow up around them and they wouldn't even know it's there. And, and so she's, she's a phlegmatic, a melancholy phlegmatic. Now, I'm not a phlegmatic. I mean, you, you, those of you who know me well, I do not fit into the phlegmatic thing. I'm the opposite of the phlegmatic. I'm a choleric. I, I, I take action. I move. I am, you know, as, uh, as, as um, Florence Luttau would say, uh, one of the key traits about a, about a choleric is never in doubt, often wrong. How many of you know me? Is I am never friggin' in doubt. I know what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do it, and it's there, and then it's like, oh shit, that doesn't work, and I'll change plans, and I'll go and and uh, and move opposite to the cult. I don't, you know, I, I have to, when, when, when we were allowed to, the days long past when we were allowed to go to church, I had to wake up. I used to wake up my family an hour before so that they'd get up, change, I'd go back, back, get in my bed, and, uh, and then I'd ask them, once you guys are ready to go, come and tell me, and then I'll shower change. And guess what? I was the first one in the freaking car. Okay, so, so it's, 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 the same, it's the same in your business. And then I'm, I'm the other. I'm a choleric sandwich. I love, I love life. I love having fun. I, and so we, 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 we're too opposite. However, as, as, as I've been married to her, I've realized the strength that she brings, brings to me and the things that I'm, I'm not good at doing. So it's the same in your business. It's the same in your business. Surround yourself with people that can do and be the things that you can't do and be. Does that, does that make sense? Is that, is that helping? So, you know, one of these myths that I want to clear up is, is it's a team sport. You know, it's a team sport. I, I, don't, I don't operate from this proviso. I, I actually don't like that word. You know, I'm a self-made millionaire. I go, really? What does self-made mean? I, I don't believe in self-made. Yes, I had an idea. Yes, I... You know, you guys, if, if I was self-made, I, what I guarantee is you wouldn't be on this call tonight because we wouldn't be having it. Why? Because it takes a team. You know, why? Because 15 years ago, I had a wife that said, I'll support, I want nothing to do with it, but I'll support you wholeheartedly and let you let you pursue this, this thing that you're going to do with blessing. Because that was the team. So while I was pursuing it wholeheartedly, who was looking after my kids, watching the house? Does that make sense? Part of my team. Who's on your team? What roles do they play? You know, and uh, and and when you rise, does the whole team rise? Does that make sense? Okay, so myth number one. Any questions or comments on that? Questions, comments. What what do we got in? Um, any Anyone? Anyone on Zoom? Any questions, comments, learnings? Who wants to share? Where did that help you? Any ahas, realization? Right. Barry, hi, and good hi, evening. Yeah. Um, as part of the sales pitch that I give people as to what I do as a business consultant, I tell people that entrepreneurs are born, they're not man-made. And you've just spoken to one of the elements that I mention quite often about being a team sport. Yeah. So a business owner, a, a normal run of the mill business owner, and I have the privilege of doing business with these with companies here in SA, in the US, Canada, the UK and Scotland. The mantra is the same. A normal business owner is in there with dollar signs in his eyes. And it, it contradicts what you just said. What you told us is correct. Okay. Don't work for the money initially. That comes with everything else that, that you've been showing us. Yeah. So 
So th thank you, Roy. So yeah, you know, thank you. Give him a hand. Um, so so it is it is a team sport, and you start you start alluding to something that that that's probably the, the sort of second misconception that that, that I want to clear clear up. And and again, look, this is my opinion. This is these are learnings that I've learned over nearly thirty years in business, and at least fifty percent of that time being an entrepreneur, starting a number of my own businesses, and then and learning from you know the likes of Robert and Kiyosaki and the rest of that advisor. So so you know other people would tell me. Nonsense. I disagree. That, that's great. You know, that's the power of the world. We, we're we're all open to what works for us and what doesn't work for us. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm always going to teach you from the perspective of the things that I've learned that I do that work for me don't work for me. That, that, does that make sense? So so I just I know that the greatest strength that I've ever had in my business is when my team is really functioning. You know, uh, last week last week we had a meeting last Monday. Um, Marco put an idea in, into our business and uh, and. You know, within a within three four days, I think my team not did more work because they they they're not scared to work hard, but achieved more and were highly effective, more highly effective than I've than I've seen them in three years. Just just it it, it gelled because everyone got into playing the game to their strengths, and you know we produced we produced stuff in three days that typically. My, typically would have taken us three, four weeks. And you know, and, and that's that's the power of, of when that team leverages. But you know, it, it it didn't happen overnight. It's taken me three, four years with some of the team. Yes, Marco uh, and, and Sully, and you know, working, going to Code of Honor, you know, having people come and go and finding that core team of people who think alike and, and, and want to grow. So so yeah, that question, who's on my team? And, and that that Royce comment takes me takes me into uh, you know into into the second misconception, and it's this, which is what is the what is the purpose of a business? And uh, and when I ask that question, what's the typical answer? You know, some of you have heard this from me before. You, you you've been in my rooms enough. You you understand this, but I, I just want to reiterate this because I think a lot of times we get uh, we get lost and people get lost, and this is why they start a business. And, and whether you whether you need this stuff or not, it's not the reason. It's not the reason you run your business. It's not the purpose of your business. So type in what do most people say when I ask that question? What's the purpose of a business? What do most people say? Type type the typical answer or what what would you think would be the typical answer into the chat box? Yeah, thank you, Charlene. Excellent. So you agree? Most people when I ask what's the purpose of a business, most people would say. The purpose of a business is to is to make money. Yes, I mean, how many of you started your business to make money? I, I mean, uh, how did I get into this training business 15 years ago? Well, you know, you guys, some of you have heard my story. I was in the corporate world. We're doing a management buyout. I had a deal with the with the MD and FD. I was going to get a piece of the management buyout. I focused on sales. They focused on the deal. I got screwed in the deal. They got the shares. I resigned. Okay, short. Sure. There's a little pricey version of. Of, of what happened to me 15 years ago. Okay, boom, that was it. I find myself, uh, you know, with 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 a decision to make. What was that decision? Stay in the business I was in, have an increase, become MD, get a bigger car allowance, all that sort of stuff, and work with people that actually, frankly, I didn't trust anymore. Okay, for me, that was very simple. I resigned. And what did I do? I found myself on a massive provident fund that was going to last me for the rest of my life, beat wrong. 
you know, uh, find myself with a provident fund that I've been putting a lot of money in over seven years, which is going to last me six months. Okay, boom. Some of you have had that awakening in your life. How, how many of you know exactly what I'm talking about? You you went through a process where they told you if you keep putting in, if you keep putting in, one day you're going to retire. Look how much it's going to be until it friggin' happens. And then you go, oh crap. So what did I what did I do? I had six months worth of with the money to live on. I started a business. I did what I naturally had done all my life. I started selling and started bringing income. And uh, and, and my, I started a business to start making money. But I went to the US, met Blair, and, and that pretty quickly started, started changing. Because I realized that if the only thing I focused on was making money, well, I'd, I'd, have, I'd have a bit of a problem. What I realized and what I learned was that making money was the goal of my business. Making money was the score was the scorecard. It, it was the measurement of my business. Making money was what I looked at on my financial statement that that told me how well my business was doing. That doesn't make sense. Making money was the thing that would allow me to grow my business. Was the thing that would allow me to be able to grow my life, change my life, change other people's lives. That was that was it. But but my purpose but my purpose wasn't to make money. My purpose or the purpose of my business, when I really got it, when I started it, my purpose of my business was this. The purpose of my business was to find and keep customers. And, and, and when I really understood this, and I, I learned this from, from the late Peter Drucker. How many of you heard of Peter, Peter Drucker? A guy called Peter Drucker. Peter Drucker is known as, as the father of modern management. And Peter Drucker said this, he had some very profound, wise, wise words very often. And, and I, could, I can remember hearing this from him. And he said, you know, the purpose is to find and keep customers. And when you find and keep customers and you have a good business model, you have a good business model. And what's a good business model? A good business model is a profitable business model. A good business model is, is, is a model that, that can supply to people that want what, want what, uh, what you have. I mean, what's the definition of a customer? Someone who wants what you have and is prepared to pay you for what you have. Okay, that's a customer. Okay, contrary to some of you, a customer is not someone that you do everything for free and hope that one day you're gonna get some out of it. Okay, that's not a customer, that's a charity organization. Okay, sometimes you're gonna do something for free, but you also realize nothing's for free. Okay, this is a free event, you're not paying, but it's not for free. You gotta take out your time, my time. There's a level of exchange over a period of time. You, you get that. So you got to you get that, that that's what a customer is. But in order to get that customer to part with their money, so you can make some money, you have to find them and keep them. How do you keep them? Well, you keep them by adding value. How do you find them? You find out what problem they need, and you help them solve it. When you can do that consistently over time, you'll develop a customer, and you'll develop a lifelong customer. Okay, there's a there's a, there's a word that says client lifetime value. How long do you hold on to customers? How many of you realize one of the biggest mistakes many people make in business today is they're so focused on money that you buy now, you never hear from them again. You're gone. Everyone experienced that? How many of you experienced that today? Just today, if you went shopping. You know, you know that you'll never, unless you go back to that shop, back to that person, you'll never hear from them again. They were just so happy to take your money. Boom. Yes. How many of you have experienced that? Okay. That's not a sustainable business. Okay. You want to find and keep customers. Okay. So that the purpose of your business, when you start it, when you're building it, when you, 
it doesn't matter where you are in the in the business cycle is what are you doing to keep those customers what value are you adding to those customers how are you making their world better how do you how are you adding value to their life and to their business how do you realize that you will hang around people that make your life better you will hang around people that make your business better you'll hang around people that that solve your problems. How many of you? How many of you realize that you don't like hanging around people that are bigger problems than you? Okay. How many of you have too many of those people in your family? <laughs> uh, some of you just won't make the choice. <laughs> you just keep rocking up. But that's <laughs> that's little boy stuff. But anyway, just thought I'd put it out there. But but you, you know, so that's what you want to do. When you do that, guess what? You're going to make money. You know, when I look. When I look back on, on the 15 years that I've been in this business, you know, the real source of, the, the real strength of my business has been, you know, the customers that have been, been around me and stay around with me for, for years. And, and people come and go, people come and go. What I find is there's a core group of people that love how we think, what we do, what our mission is, and they become part of what we do. They, and, and they're customers, but we add value to them. If I didn't add value to them, they wouldn't be around. Does, does that make sense? The question is, how can you grow that? Because when you grow that, that's when your business grows. And that comes from one of the ways you grow that is by building a team, by building a team on, on the same plane. Does, does that make sense? So, so ask yourself that question. What is the purpose of my business? Am I too focused on money? Now, don't get me wrong. You've got to make money in your business. Okay, some of you have money issues. We've talked about that before around mindset. You've got to sort that out. Okay, you, you gotta sort those things out. But it's not a it, it's you've got to create the money because that's the measurable result. That's what allows you to be able to grow your business. But it's about finding those customers and delivering, adding value to them, making sure that their experience is like no other experience that they that, that they would experience from anyone else that provides similar things to you and you and you will keep those clients. Does that make sense? Any any questions or comments on that one? Barry, Roy again, if I may. Um, a few years ago, you told me that the purpose of the business should be profitability. Making money was part of the strategy to achieve that profitability. And that's something that I've stuck with, and I teach my clients that. Because I can buy something from you for 100 bucks, sell it for 100 bucks. I've made money. I've not made any profit. So, so Roy, I... I I think what I probably said is not the purpose, but the goal. The goal is to make money, but importantly, the goal is to make profit when you make money. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. You, you, look, you know, I, I see it in the sales explosion program. How many of you have done the sales explosion program when I get you to go out and sell a book? Okay, what's one of the first things that people do? They go sell a book and they sell it for what they bought it for. And I say, what did you do that for? Well, you know, I go, why? One, because we have a problem with sales. Two, we have a problem with money. You know, the, when you are adding value to people, the mere fact that you can get a book at a discounted price, pass it on to someone else, deliver it to someone else, guess what? That adds value. And that value is worth 20, 30, 40, 50 rand, whatever it is. You know, does that make sense? I mean, I, I give you an example. In the next couple of weeks, we have a whole lot of cash flow games landing in South Africa. Okay, now you can go online, you'll probably pay $99 for them. Okay, you can come to me, you'll pay $99 for them. Okay, you'll probably pay, with the new one, you'll pay about $119 for them. 
Now, people say to me, but I can go online. I can get it for $99. Why am I paying you $199? I go, no problem. Go online. Get it through UP, UPS or FedEx. Get it shipped. Pay the $50. You're gonna, it's okay. Does that make sense? Now, some people go, I'll just get it myself. Get my aunt to bring it from here. Okay, cool. But other people will go, I see the value of being able to get it now. Have it shipped. Have it local. Don't worry about it. Does that make sense? To, to what value? It, it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be prudent of me to pass it on and make make no profit. Why would why would you one as a customer? Why would you want me to do that anyway? Because then I'm going to go bust. You're going to have to find a new supplier. How many of you realize that? Okay, it's realize this. If you go bust, you inconvenience the people you're supplying because they've got to go build a relationship with somebody else. Okay, some of you must write that down. Okay. If you are adding value and you have a customer base and you go bust because you're not making money, well, you're going to inconvenience them because they're going to have to go find somebody else to deal with, build a relationship, build trust with. Okay. And guess what? Your customers are in business as well. They understand you've got to make money. So you've got to make a profit. You, you, but it's got to be, it's got to be an ethical, it's got to be an ethical arrangement. You, you've got to make sure that the way you're dealing and the value that you're adding is, is ethical. Does that, does that make sense? And, and, and if you add value, people, people buy because you add value. So is that, is that to spell another misconception or another myth? Okay, you've got to make money in your business. You've got to make profit in your business. But the purpose is to find and keep customers. Make sense? Okay, good. Any, anyone else? Any other questions or comments on that one? So one of the comments here was, Kapana, the purpose is to solve problems uh, and and for, for, for other people to pay. Yeah, so, so you know, as, as Robert Kiyosaki said, as, as Buckman Stavula said, you know, you, you have a, as, a, as in life, but as, a, as an entrepreneur, you have a choice. You can either focus on... You can either focus on this one, which is make money, or you can focus on this one, which is to make sense. You can either focus on this, which is to make money, or you can focus on this one, which is to make sense. Does, does, does that make sense? <laughs> you get that? And most people are stuck on this, that they're so focused on making money that it doesn't make sense to other people. And they're trying to convince people why you need to come to me. And a lot of times, because they're desperate and they need the money, it doesn't make sense. You got to make sense to people. You know, to, to, later on tonight, I'm, I'm going to give you a, a link for a, a program that, that I've recently finished completing that, that you can go and have access to online. Okay, I, I, I think it's going to add massive, massive value to you. It's, um, it's, worth, it's worth a couple of hundred dollars, but I'm going to give it to you at a very, very, at, at, a, at a very, very affordable when, when when I tell you what it is, a very, very affordable price. Okay. Now, for some of you, when you get it, you say that doesn't make sense. When you, when you understand over a period of time, you understand why it makes sense. But you know, I can focus on making money, I can focus on making sense. You know, some of you sat with me today, a um, number of you have, have spoken to me before and and uh, asked if you know expressed an interest to uh for, for some for some coaching. Uh, sales, sales and entrepreneurship coaching. So I spoke to a number of a number of you today. I've, I've sat in a couple of calls, and uh, those of you that sat on that call, 
when I when I outlined that program and the structure of the program, how many of you can see the difference between making money and making sense? So Shalem, did it make sense? Over a period of time, because it makes sense, do you think it'll make money? Over a period of time, because it makes sense, do you think you'll make money? Over a period of time, because it makes sense, do you think you and I will both make money? Okay, you guys, you guys get that. Okay, so it doesn't make sense. Now, for some people, it won't make sense. That's okay. Guess what? You're not looking for them. Okay, you're looking for the people who make sense to you. That cash flow 101 game, you know, selling for, they call it a sort of 1,650, 1,750 Rand. For some people, it just doesn't make sense. How can you buy a game that's so expensive? Okay, good. But how many of you realize, those of you that have played the cash flow game regularly, to pay 1,750 bucks for a game that'll change your life, the kid's life, and their financial future forever is a negligible investment. It makes sense to me, doesn't it? It's, it's like, that's a freaking no-brainer. Okay, it, it makes sense. The other people are white, so, so, so who's Robert looking for? Robert's looking for people who it makes sense to. You get that? Okay, and, and, and it must have made sense to a lot of people because Port, Rich Dad Porter had sold 30 million times. But, okay, 30, 30 million people went, that makes sense. And in the process, he's made money. What I see with too many people today, in the misconception I see in business, is too many people are stuck on making money. You know, when, when we did, uh, in 2019, we did, a, we did a big entrepreneurial development program for, uh, for Coca-Cola Bottlers, South Africa. And uh, we, we took, we ended up taking 19 people through a 12, through a 12 month program. And right at the beginning, when we, um, when we were interviewing people to come on the program and, and when we were, we, we were sort of, you know, finding the right people who we wanted, one of, one of the things that, that we saw was, a lot of people came into that program. We asked them, what's your business? They said, you tell me what business you want me to have and I'll start it. And, and, and the reality was this, I need to make money. So you tell me what you want, I'll go get it. You pay me the money. Okay, that's not a business. How many you realize that that is not sustainable? It, it's just, so, okay. So, so, so too many people get stuck that that's what they think a business is. You know, in, in South Africa, we, you know, how many of you know, we, we, over the years, we've, you know, tenderpreneurs, and, and, and it's not only in the last 25 years, it's many years before that. I mean, it exists. You know, those of us that grew up in Zimbabwe, how I many of you realize that it happened in Zimbabwe? It, it, happens, it, it happens all over the world. You know, people have an idea for a business, they have some connections, they think if I jump in and I get this tender, I'm going to be made. Well, that's great while well, that tender works, but when that tender goes away, what happens? Well, there's no business. And, and people don't understand how to become, how, how to build a business. Why? Because it actually doesn't make sense. Where did you go build a business? You know, what's your purpose? What's your passion? What, what, what are your skills and your abilities? How, how can you apply them? What are the problems that you need to solve? And how and, and do you have the wherewithal and the ability to be able to to be able to, to do what all great entrepreneurs do? And, and it's this. One, can you can you organize? Because your your job. Your job as an entrepreneur primarily to start off with is can you organize? You know, the def definition of an entrepreneur is someone who can organize, someone who can operate, and someone who assumes the risk 
for a business entity. Okay. So, so if, if you understand that, if you, if you understand that as the definition of an entrepreneur, you know, how many of you can see that many people have that wrong? You know, it's, I'm going to start a business so I can make money. And then we treat that business like a, like a job. And we sort of rock up, work hard, and hope that it's going to pay us. Well, your job as an entrepreneur, if you really want to move from survive to thrive, if you really want to move from thriving to absolutely thriving to, to, creating, to, to creating an incredible business and an incredible life, you've got to be able to do this first. You've got to be able to organize. You have to be able to organize yourself. Okay. You have to be able to organize resources. You have to be able to organize money. You have to be able to organize ideas. Okay. How many of you are honest enough to say one of the hardest things is just organizing yourself, let alone organizing other people, let alone organizing resources? So that's the first, that's the first transition. And, and, and that takes time. You, you don't just start a business and tomorrow morning you suddenly grab it, or very few people are suddenly grab it organizing. You, you've got to organize. So first step is you've got to organize. You've got, to, you've, got to, you've got to organize those resources. You've got to organize those ideas. Second thing is you have to operate. I know many people that are highly organized, highly, highly organized. I mean, those of you, you know, you know, one of our one of our, our team members and one of my partners in uncovering greatness, Delian. How, how many of you know and you've worked with Delian? Delian is a highly organized person, highly organized person. And and she is great at doing this. She can pull a whole lot of things together, get really organized, but I spent a lot of time teaching her how to operate. Okay, I've I, I, I had to learn the other way around. I've been an incredible operator all my career. I'm a salesperson. I'm out. I'm always taking action. I'm, I'm in the field. You know, you ask my team, that one of my strengths is this. How many of you, on my, those of you on my team, how many of you would agree? I can operate. I'm always operating. I said to Sully today, my problem is that I have too many freaking things that, are, that I'm operating on. So I have to get more and more and more organized. What I'm learning to do is organize my team, organize, organize skills and resources that, that I'm that, that I don't want to do, but you've got to operate. And then the bigger the game you want to play, not the more risk you have to take, but the more risk you have to assume. Okay. I, I've learned this about great entrepreneurs. They don't take stupid risks. Making a lot of money doesn't, how many of you know people like that? Or some of you are even like that. You make money with calculated, knowledgeable risks, but there's always a risk. But you, that's, you know, when people say, when people say to Robert and when people come on the cash flow, cash flow game and they say, what should we invest in? Robert's response always is, and it's, it's my response, I've learned that from him, invest in what you prepare to study. Why? Because you mitigate the risk. You know, right now, how do you realize Bitcoin cryptocurrency is, is, is moving into a new orbit? You, you, you could go mortgage your house and put all your money in there. Well, that's a big risk. If you don't understand what you're doing, it's a huge risk. Now, when I speak to my cryptocurrency friends, people, people like Michelle, uh, you know, those of you know Michelle, she's my accountant and she's our accounting expert and entrepreneur hangout. When I speak to Michelle, Michelle and Eugene are the first people to say, don't just come and, you know, be careful where you put it because like anything, you could lose it. So what happens is people, that's where people fall into this is they think, I got to take a risk. This is what my mate told me. I had to dump it all in here. Why? Because he told me. And then a couple of months later, they're crying. And, uh, and that happens in all businesses. So, so you have to assume the risk. The first part of assuming the risk is getting knowledge. You're starting a business, understand what a business is. You go, you're going to go and invest some money, understand what that investment is going to take. Get, get the knowledge. But then your job as an entrepreneur is to consistently do this. Organize, operate, assume the risk for your business. Organize, operate, assume the risk for your business. And teach other people in your organization how to do the same thing. That's what an entrepreneur does. How many realize employees don't do that? 
Some employers have to organize. That's their job. They manage. They organize. But they don't operate. Some employees operate. That's what they do. They employ to go out and operate. But the organization organizes it and gives them the opportunity to go do that. And, and very few employees take a risk. And they're driven on security. Yes. So what happens is people quit their job. They start a business. And they don't understand this. They've been in the business. They see the workings of a business. They know how a business runs. But they've never been in this place before. How many of you found yourself in that place when you started your own business? It was like, oh, wow, I've been in the business. I was sales director. I was, you know, I was the GM. I was this. But suddenly it's a different game because now I'm organizing my own resources, organizing my own money. You know, I was talking to one of my clients this week, and, and uh, they, he was talking to, to one of his, uh, one, of his uh, uh, one of his staff who runs, who, who runs one of their, their newly formed businesses. And, uh, and some other topic came up. You know, you know, you need to keep this business going, and 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 you know, I would buy this business because that's so much potential. This guy was saying, and uh, and he started asking him some questions, like, "Well, I tell you what, why don't you take it over?" And the guy was like, "Yeah, I yeah, I I I take this over because it's so it goes good." And and then he said, "So you know, from from the first of March, um, you know, there's going to be rent." The guy goes, "Yeah, okay, good. So will you send me the money?" He goes, "No, no, no, you're going to take it over, so you pay the rent." So I went, "What?" He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're going to become the business owner. You want to take it over? You find you find the money for the rent. And and how do you realize a lot of people miss that? It's like, oh crap! I, I actually got to take care of all these things. Whereas, you know, when we're in that when we're in a job, somebody else we know they happen, but somebody else takes care of them. You know, when it comes to the 25th of the month and you're the business owner and you promised your staff that they're going to get paid, well, you pay them, don't you? They don't have to know some days that you had to go sell something, buy something, borrow something, get something in order to make that happen. But suddenly they move into the realm of where you're at and they go, oh, how am I going to pay my team? I didn't, does, that, does that make sense? So, so you've, got to, you've got to focus on this. Organize, operate, and assume the risk. And make sure that you're out there making sense. And when you do that, you'll make money. So those, those for me are, and, and how many of you found this useful, just unpacking some of those misconceptions around being an entrepreneur and running a business? So, so like, I'm going to, Build on this theme for a couple of weeks around around misconceptions and just just unpack some stuff that that I really believe will help you as you as you grow on this journey as an entrepreneur. It doesn't matter how long you've been on it, you know. The, these uh, it, it's it's consistent growth, continuous growth. So any any questions, any questions, comments, feedback before before I uh, before I start wrapping it up for tonight. Who wants to share? Anyone, anyone had a aha, a realization, a learning? <laughs> Michael says, my wife's a surgeon. <laughs> Michael said that. Yeah. <laughs> She's the best operator on his, his credit card. But Michael, you, you, you might have seen this. I know, Charlene, I think, I think you've seen this, but, um, but, but how, how many of you? And, and now this, I'm, I'm boring on the lines of being absolutely politically incorrect, but guess what, you know me, and if you take offense, well, that's your fault. It's not mine. But, uh, but how, many of you, how many of you know uh, know what the modern day ironing is for most women? It's this. You see this little thing? <laughs> <laughs> and actually, if you come to my house, 
I do most of the ironing, so don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, just a question, because um, I saw you had the word trust. So, sorry, I came in just uh, a little bit later after you had written that. So, I didn't have context. But, um, you know, trust has been like something that I personally need to work on as I build the team. But one of the other ahas that sort of dropped earlier in another session was perhaps if I'm finding a challenge um, in, 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 you know, from a trust perspective in terms of bringing people in maybe it might be useful for me to recruit somebody who's good at recruiting and uh, to bring people into my business but I'm conflicted about that because obviously there's a level of connection I want to have with the people I, I just want your just but, some of your thoughts around that Kabana, it's very simple it's not easy but it's very simple if you understand this that trust comes from agreement the problem the problem is what happens in, in any organization, in any business, in any place where we bring people together is we allow people to break agreements and we break those agreements. Look, how many of you have employed someone, you employed them, you said, this is your job, they agreed that that's their job. Two weeks later, they haven't done anything that they agreed and you feel sorry for them, so you let them off because it's, you know, we'll build them up and you feel sorry for them for six months and then for 12 months, then what, what ends up happening? You end up hating them, they end up hating you and it's a big problem, why? Because you didn't hold them to an agreement. Okay, that, that's, that's the game. And, and it's, it's not only an employee-employer thing, I've seen it the other way around. Employer says, no, no, you do this and I'll give this to you. And guess what? They go do it and then the employer changes their mind. Well, that's not it, but if you do this, it breaks trust. So, so trust is always, it, always two ways, but it, it comes on agreement. So Kapana, when, when you're bringing on people, you gotta be very clear on what the agreements are. You know, in, in every single relationship in my life and in my business that has broken down because of trust has always been on agreement, always on agreement. People have broken agreement. I've broken agreement. Someone else has broken agreement, always based on agreement, ambiguity. And sometimes that ambiguity is because of lack of knowledge. You know, I, I mean, when I first started working at Blair, Blair I, bought a, I bought a franchise. We, 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 we bombed that after three years. I got out of it. It collapsed. I had partners. It was a mess. It was an incredible learning curve. I would do it all over again. It was uh, it was unbelievable standing in the heat stuff. Um, it cost me a lot of money. It cost me a lot of emotion. I would do it all over again. But when I look back, it was pretty simple. Our agreements weren't tight. Our agreements weren't clear. And and it's something that I try to get better and better and better over the, over the last fifteen years. Get tighter agreements, clearer agreements. And uh, and and I know that the loose my agreements are. And the less I hold people to agreements, the more, the more trust is broken, the more people get out of exchange. When people get out of exchange, there's ambiguity, the whole thing falls apart. So, yeah, you know, Kapani, you can get people to hire people, but, but there's a very big difference between hiring people and building a team. You know, and, and you know, I think last week I talked about team, it was last week or the week before we talked about, talk, talked about, talked about team and the power of building a team. And, uh, and, you know, putting a group of people together, telling them what they have to do, get agreement is, is one thing, but actually getting them to do it and build an environment where people are driven on mission and want to create a different, it is it's very, 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 very different. And to, and I, I think in my opinion, the single hardest thing to do in any business is to build a highly productive co cohesive team. It, it's well worth, well worth attempting and, and pushing to do it. But I think one of the biggest reasons, and, I, and I've seen this in my experience, is people are not clear on the agreements and there's ambiguity. How, how many of you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah, you know, look, how many of you don't trust yourself in certain areas? 
you, you, you've given up trying to do the things that you've always wanted to do. Why? Because you break agreements. Because you set stupid things. And honestly, you set stupid things like New Year's resolutions. And on the 1st of January, that's it. I'm going to give up this. And three weeks later, you've given up, giving up because you couldn't give up. And then you do it again next year. Next year, now you don't even think about it. You don't trust yourself anymore in that aspect. It's pretty simple. So, you know, often, you know, I just say this. If, if, you, if you're going to make an agreement with yourself, make the agreement and, and make sure that you take that agreement seriously because the more you break it, the, 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 the more you break it, the more you break trust. And, and it's the same with people. Uphold those agreements. Do whatever you can to make, to make it work. And that a little trust. And, and you know, Robert, Robert, has a, Robert has a very powerful saying. And I, I learned this from him in an event that I, I, I was in, um, a book study event a, a, a couple of years ago. And, and, and he said this. He said, trust is more important than love. Trust is more important than love. How many of you have people that you really love, but you don't feel them trusted? You, you, you don't trust them. You, I, I mean, I mean we, can, we, can, we can all give examples, don't we? We, we, have people, we have people in our families, for example, you know, that, that, that we really love. They, they're part of our family. We love them, but man, we don't trust them. We, 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 wouldn't, we wouldn't trust them with our car to go down and do shopping because they go do something stupid. Yes. I, I mean, I know that when, when I was in my early, early, late teens, early 20s, uh, my parents really loved me, but goddamn, did they not trust me? Not a friggin' hope in hell. Why? Because I couldn't honor a friggin' agreement. Any opportunity I had to break that agreement, I would. I broke trust. But I had no doubt in my, in my mind that they loved me. That doesn't make sense. But the biggest thing we battled over wasn't about whether they loved me or not, it was trust. Now, when I look back, I go, well, that makes sense, but I couldn't see that then. So, you know, like, I mean, how I many of you have got into that or you have kids? You don't love me. That's why. You... No, I do love you. I don't trust you. And right now, I, I, I love you, but I don't like you. You know, how I many of you have people that work in your business like that? You, you, you do, you, you, you know, but, but it, comes, it, comes down to, it comes down to trust. So, so, so this, this is very important, trust. And then, and then you, you've got to treat people with a loving heart. That, does, does that make sense? So, so really important when you're, building, when you're building a business and as an entrepreneur, First up, build trust. Build trust with yourself. Build trust with your team. Build trust with your customers. Build trust with your bank manager. Build trust. You know, and build trust with your accountant. Build trust with your bookkeeper and vice, vice versa. And, you know, trust comes from delivering on your promise, delivering on your word, delivering on your agreements. You know, I, I see too many people, they get an order and they make a false promise and then they make excuses for the next three weeks and, but it's not my fault and didn't do this. Well, guess what? That's the only order you ever get from that person. Then they complain, but it's not fair. No one gives me business. No, it's your fault. You broke trust. You, you honored, you made an agreement and didn't honor it. Breaks trust. You're in control of that. Does that make sense? You know, so and 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 that's you know, that's why you know we made a commitment every week we'll do thrive. I made a commitment to you at the beginning of the year, the night, every single week. Entrepreneurs guide to thrive or beyond. It'll be on seven to eight. That is the deal. Now, if 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 I sort of rocked up last week and was late this week and you're not sure if I'm going to be on next week, how many of you are not going to hang around because there's no trust? You see, there's trust. Does that, does that make sense? It's trust. You know, how many, how many of you have people that you've done business with? They promised to pay you, for example, and they've never paid you. 
and you end up you you know you end up chasing them and you end up feeling like a bad person because you're looking to be paid for something that you delivered. How, how many of you have ever experienced that? How many of you have experienced that more than once? How many of you experienced that often? Yeah, you, you understand the game and why now it's trust. You know, it, and so so it's uh, you know when when I, I had to many 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 years ago. In fact, when when I bought the French when I bought my when I bought the franchise 15 years ago to go to Blick, I had to uh, I, I took a it's the only capital I have a loan to put into my business, but I took an initial amount of capital for someone that I knew really well that I'd worked for and done really well in the past. And um, and I made an agreement with them. And in three years, I wasn't able, it was to pay back the whole amount in three years. In three years, I wasn't able to pay it back. And uh, and I paid a bit, but I, but I constantly kept in touch. And it took me, it took me over five years to settle a whole amount. And sort of into year five, I got an email and he phoned me, he said, look, dude, you've got X amount of pay. Uh, don't worry about it anymore. I'll let you off that amount. I refused. I said, thank you very much. Great offer. But I refused to do that. My agreement was I will pay it. Why? Because it's an agreement and I'll do whatever I can. You know, it was, it was so freeing when I actually got through that process, but I didn't hide away from it. Does that make sense? Many people hide away. They hide away. When it comes to money, they hide away and they get someone else to chase them. If you can't, if you can't honor your agreement, make another agreement and honor that agreement. But don't. The worst thing you can do is hide away from people. Don't hide away from people when you owe money. Don't hide away from people when you've made a mistake. Don't hide away from people when you haven't when you haven't delivered your product. You know, man up or woman up to it. Put your big big boy pants on, big girl panties on, and take ownership, take responsibility, and you've got trust. Because we all make mistakes, but own it. Does, does, does that make sense? You know, and so. So, so key key thing for key three critical things as an entrepreneur to keep in mind. You know, one, build trust. Trust comes from agreement. And uh, and and you, you gotta two, you gotta have a team, and three, you gotta focus on making sense, not making money. You got it? Any questions or comments before before I wrap it up? All good. You have a good evening. You learned something? Good job. So, um, you know, those of you, I talked right in the beginning about, um, about mindset, about learning how to become present. Um, Nicole has a very powerful uh, pro little program that you can download for free called the Green Zone, the Green Zone Ritual. How many of you are on that, doing that 30-day challenge? Uh, it'll, it'll, it'll change, it'll change your mindset. So, you know, I'm gonna encourage you, you know, uh, we'll put the link in, We'll put the link in. Go download that. It's a 30-day challenge. It's three key uh, practices that you can do every day. Three key practices that, that will that will dramatically help you. It's, it's 10 to 50, maximum 10, 15 minutes every single day that will really, really help you change. Um, every week I talk to you about, I've, I've talked to you guys about uh, those of you that, that, that haven't been on or on for their first time. I'm going to put a link up here, which is, which is a link to download some free training called five, the five secrets of highly effective closers. Um, how many of you have started working through that, watching those videos? Are you finding value in them? Are you learning something? It's uh, it's five key steps that have that 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 transformed how I sell and what I use to sell today. Five, five critical steps. So if you want that, go download that. It's a it's a worksheet and a whole lot of videos. And I take you through through five five key steps. Um, the next one is 
So I talked to you right at the beginning. I'll, I'll talk about that one at the end. What's, what's next? Um, okay, so how many of you have teenagers? Know some teenagers? Know, know some, some young people between the age of 14 and 19 who would like to learn what I teach, what my team teaches, and uh, the methodologies around sales, business, entrepreneurship. How many of you realize that as school kids, it's essential that we start teaching our kids something other than what school's teaching them? I don't really understand that. So I'm really excited. Marco and uh, Marco and his team in the team program, uh, Michaela and Tabo, launched, uh, launched a really cool giveaway this week where they are giving away a, a three programs, three programs for free, which and each program is worth 50,000 Rand for a teenager. So it, it's, an, it's an intensive, it's an intensive uh, training program where they get to go on Marco's uh, um, Team Entrepreneur Experience Program, which uh, teaches, teaches people how to find a problem, create a solution, monetize it, and make money, all within, all within uh, in 24 hours of training over, over, over three weeks. Um, very powerful little program. And, uh, and then there's a, there's a coaching, there's, a, there's an ongoing coaching program that Marco runs where Marco has, somehow convinced myself and some of the uh, Uncovering Greatness uh, experts and team to sit once a month and, uh, and share and listen to teenagers on building their business and share with them some of our knowledge. So, so that program is worth 50,000 Rand. They're giving it away to three teenagers. So if you know of a teenager, if you have a teenager, uh, click, on, click on, the on the giveaway link and I encourage you to send it out to people if you know people, please. It's 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 very really powerful. And then I some of you might have seen this. Uh, some of you might not have seen this, but uh, but we all, we decided while we were doing something for teens to do something for adults. And um, and they say we're running a, a competition at the moment. We're running a competition through uncovering greatness, where I'm myself and uh, and my team at uncovering greatness. I'm giving away three, three packages for three entrepreneurs valued at over 100,000 Rand each, which is, which is a six-month coaching program. So it's, uh, it, it's a competition. You've got you to enter, enter your name details, tell us a little bit about your business, shoot a 30-second video on what your business is, why you have a business, and why you should win the prize, and fill in 10 more questions. And you could stand a chance to win. How many of you wouldn't mind winning a prize over 100,000 Rand to six months of coaching uh, where it's from that? So go on that link, fill it in, and, uh, and, and, and give yourself a chance. And I'm going to encourage you to send it out to, to, to other people. We, we, we really want to, want to, uh, want to grow uh, our ability to teach, train, and, uh, and spread our message to make a positive impact on Africa. And then the last one, it's quite a, quite a bit for you guys tonight. The last one, I'm really, really, really excited about this. This is something I've been working on for, for a while. It's called the Holy Grail of Sales. It's the, uh, it's the next step to, uh, to the five secrets, to the five secrets, to highly effective closing. It's the next step to that. And it is the Holy Grail of Sales. And for me, this is the single most important skill that you can learn in life, in life and in business and in communication. Um, so, so you get, you get. There's a, there's a whole package you get. I'm going to just ask Michaela to share a screen quickly, and, and I'm going to run you, run you through, and, and just give you an idea 
of uh, of what I've put together and what you can get. Can you uh, can you on your you're on your screen for me quick? Okay, good. Can you? There we go. Okay, so go go up a little bit. Go down, up 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 the page. Page up. Page up. Page up. Okay, good. Okay, so um so so the key focus behind this is how to close bigger deals more often without worrying about customers saying no. How many of you really want to learn how to do that? Even those of you that have been on sales explosion, you know that it, it is a big little voice thing, isn't it? So um so. We'll give you a link. You can go and read all about it here. But I want to take you through some of the pertinent points. Okay, go up a little bit. Okay, so for me, it's the number one. It's the number one closing. The number one closing skill. The number one closing secret. When you master this, it'll it'll change. It'll change how you communicate forever. Okay, so keep going, for me. Thank you. All the way. Go all the way down. You can read all through this. It's called the Holy Grail of Sales, because I really believe that when you get this skill, it is the Holy Grail. You'll learn how to avoid rejection and it'll teach you how to make make money okay stop so i put together a package it's going to cost you ten dollars now in that in that in that little program it's a it's a downloadable worksheet in that little program you will find there's about six or seven different videos of me teaching there are a number of exercises that you're going to take there's some there's some questionnaires and uh, and some analysis that you can take, which will teach you how to master how to master the skill. So I put together a little a little package. I to for, to me, you know, this is what well over hundred dollars in 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 value and what you can learn out of it. You can you can get this for ten dollars. Not only that, I've added I've added some what I believe some really cool stuff that I add a lot of value to. So um, so. You know, in addition to that, keep going. So in addition to that one, uh, if you haven't got a copy of my book, you can download another copy. You can download a copy of my book. So that's that that retails at fifteen dollars. So you get that for fifteen dollars. You um, you get you get this, which is uh, a, a a worksheet and and a and a test. It's an analysis. Uh, which is called 35 Traits of Great Salespeople. So you can go, there's a, there's a series of questions you ask, uh, you rate yourself, and you give yourself a baseline test. So as you're learning more and more about sales, so you can go back to that on a regular basis and, uh, and see how you are improving. How many of you, how many of you like that as a tool? So, so it's 35 things that I've used throughout my sales career to keep myself in check. I put it all together in a... In a, in a very user-friendly format that you can go back, do a series of tests. It saves your results, and uh, and you can check how you stack up. So that's that's 35 traits of great salespeople on the web on my website. It'll cost you $29 to access that and and, and download that. Uh, some of you have done this. Some of you have never done this. We we have a program called um, called uh, the 21 Day Video Challenge, and in the 21 Day Video Challenge. What, what we do is I teach you over 21 days how to master the art of shooting videos. How many of you realize that being able to shoot videos in today's age right now is very important? Being able to shoot them, put them, uh, uh, connect with your customers on them, either use them on WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram, uh, anything like that. So the, 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 the sales price of that program is, is 5,000 Rand. It's a $297 program. You can get you can get access to that program in this in this little package, 
where you go, you go on, you get access to 21 videos, not only 21 videos teaching you, which, which give you a challenge to do every day, which will teach you how to shoot videos. What it'll also do, it also links you to Sully. And, uh, and there's a series of four interviews that I did with them around social media uh, of about 45 minutes each. So it's so close to sort of two and a half hours or two hours worth of, worth of teaching around social media, how to use how to use uh, Facebook and all those type of things to be able to use your videos. And then uh, a great friend of mine and a guy that's been a videographer for me for many years, one of South Africa's best videographers, a guy called Francois Hayden. Francois talks about two critical aspects there, um, how to position yourself in the right place and how to use lighting properly. How many of you think that would be pretty, pretty powerful to have access to? So that's, you get that as part of this package. So that's worth $297. And then the last one is, Eight characteristics of great entrepreneurs. It's the same format as the 35 traits of, of uh, eight of, of great salespeople. You can stack up to see how you stack up um, with 18 key characteristics. And again, you can keep going back to it as you grow. So, um, so I put together a little uh, a package for you, and um, and that whole package is uh, is worth is worth over 300 is worth over 300 dollars. And, uh, and as, as I put there, there's, there's no catch. It's just, uh, it's just a limited time offer. And, um, and yeah, I have, a, I, I have a, I'm mad guarantee. If you don't get value, you'll get your $10 back. But, uh, but again, you've got to act fast. If you want it for $10, the total value is $467. Uh, Mikhail is going to put a link in, go on there, uh, pay your $10. You'll, you'll get, you'll get asked to go to a, Go, go to Entrepreneur Hangout. If you've already loaded up on Entrepreneur Hangout, you'll be able to access all those tools on the Entrepreneur Hangout platform. You'll see where they loaded. If you're not, load yourself up on Entrepreneur Hangout and you'll be able to, you'll be able to access those, those tools. So thank you, McKenna, for doing that. If you, you stop sharing, that'll be, that'll be great. So, so that's, how many of you would be, how many of you would be interested in that Holy Grail of Sales, little sales package? So, so go and have a look at that. Um, what I what I can tell you, it'll, it'll, it gives you tons and tons of value. And if you go through the process of doing the Holy Grail of, and then of going into the video video challenge, you will dramatically one, you'll shift your voice, and two, you'll you'll change how you how you communicate absolutely forever. So so there there hopefully you find that really powerful powerful little little gift. When I told my team what I was putting it together, that's why I put you mad because that's what they told me. They went, "Dude, you're mad." I, how can you do that? How can you do that for ten dollars? It, it, it's it's freaking crazy. So anyway, I, I wanted to I wanted to put that out there, give that to you guys. So so uh, so there's the link, and yeah, I hope you. I really look forward to getting your feedback on it. So thank you so much for being with me tonight. Awesome to have you on Entrepreneur's Guide to Thrive. Really looking forward to. I'll see you same time, same room, same place next week, seven p.m. Be awesome. And, uh, and thank you to the team, my team for running the back end. You guys be blessed. Get, remember, get out there, go organize, operate, and be prepared to assume that risk and, uh, and work on this. So until next time, be awesome. Thanks, everyone. Bye.